Welcome to StreamYard Connect. I'm Ross Brand. I uh, hope everybody can hear me and see me. I am using a different computer, but that hopefully won't affect anything as we get started here. Episode 55 of StreamYard Connect. We're here every Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope. We're on the StreamYard Facebook and YouTube channels. So thanks so much for waiting, getting started a little bit past the time today uh but we got started before facebook timed us out so that's all good speaking of timed out and rules about when you need to go live linkedin live is now allowing scheduling so no longer do you have to go looking for your own broadcast once you go live and send people to your profile as the only possible destination, even though your profile doesn't actually play the video on it. So they have to click your recent activity, click your posts, and then perhaps get to your video. There were times I couldn't find my own video to check the comments before StreamYard was the it was bringing comments into into the platform so now you can schedule on linkedin live through Streamyard. there was one way to schedule it would be doing linkedin linkedin events uh but that was a more complicated process now scheduling for linkedin is essentially like scheduling any other platform and gage vandentop the ceo of Streamyard, put together a video that'll walk you through real quick exactly how it works. Hi, my name's Gage and I'm one of the founders of StreamYard. I'm very excited to announce that LinkedIn Live now supports scheduling. Scheduling is an awesome feature because it allows you to plan your streams in advance. When you schedule a stream on LinkedIn, it will create a unique post and you can share the link to that post with your audience before you go live. To create a scheduled LinkedIn Live stream, make sure you have your LinkedIn profile or page connected. You can do this by going to the destination section and selecting the appropriate destination. Once that's done, go ahead and click the Create a Broadcast button and select your LinkedIn profile or page. For this example, I'll be using a sample profile called Johnny Test. Go ahead and select that. and We'll be given the option to choose a title, description, and of course, now the Schedule for Later option. There are a few restrictions for LinkedIn live streams for things like schedule dates, when you're allowed to start the stream, and what you're able to edit. Refer to our help documentation for a detailed list of these things. After you enter your title and description, choose your privacy and upload a thumbnail image if you like, you can go ahead and schedule your stream. Let's do that now and click the Create Broadcast button. This will actually create a post on LinkedIn, which you can share out with your audience before the stream starts. You can find this link by clicking the three dots on the right here. Clicking View on LinkedIn will take you to the scheduled post. You can start your LinkedIn live stream up to 15 minutes early and up to two hours late. If you're within this window, go ahead and enter the broadcast studio and start your live stream. Whenever you're ready, add yourself to the stream and hit the go live button. Those are the basics of scheduling your very first LinkedIn live stream. We can't wait to see you go live. All right. Thank you, Gage. So that's how it's done. It's very easy. It's, it's pretty much like scheduling any other broadcast. If you multi-stream, you just click LinkedIn as one of the destinations, as long as you've applied to LinkedIn Live, you've been accepted, and you've already authorized that as a destination within StreamYard. What's interesting is you cannot change the title 
within StreamYard or within LinkedIn, I believe, once you have set the title for the video. So that's a little bit different than the other platforms, but overall, it's similar. When you are getting ready to go live, if you have any questions about the rules, check the support page. Uh, just a couple, just really a couple clicks away, and you'll find out uh, any other information about it. But it should be pretty seamless to add it as a destination and go live. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we have Laura Davidson will be joining us from Sure in just a few minutes. Uh, she is going to talk about some new microphones, particularly the MV7. This is probably, at least from what I've heard, and I haven't heard them all, who knows what else is out there that I'm not aware of, but it is the best dynamic USB mic I've heard anybody use for live streaming and podcasting. I can say that without any question. I was a huge fan of the Samson Q2U which was a, a dynamic mic that I used the first couple of years. Uh, clearly, sure makes uh, a, you know a, a professional level broadcast mic with the SM7B. Now they're moving towards that, and maybe they've achieved it with this new microphone, the MV7. You can use it both USB and XLR. And there's a link in the description to uh, Shure's page, and you can check out all their their different mics when you have a chance. So Laura Davidson from Shure is coming up in just a couple of minutes. But I wanted to talk about a trend that I'm seeing a lot more, and I think it's a very exciting trend. And that's people in TV using StreamYard. I'm not talking about people who were on TV on the news once commenting about a fire down the block. I'm talking about somebody like this woman here, Madeline Smithberg, who is not only an Emmy winner and two-time Peabody Award winner, but she produced Late Night with David Letterman and was the co-creator and executive producer of The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. So this is somebody who's worked in national TV networks at the highest level. Now she started her own cooking show. It's called Mad in the Kitchen, and it's Mad in the Kitchen with her name's Madeline Smithberg, as I mentioned, and it's been exciting. She's already been featured on the Today Show, and she went viral with one of her YouTube shorts over the weekend, and what we're what I'm hearing and and seeing from from people is that they love the ability to quickly bring on guests from multiple locations uh, now that we can all be in one place, but also the ease of doing multi-camera shoots such as you have maybe one camera is is your your primary camera, another camera might be a phone or a webcam, or you might have a couple of professional cameras, however you do it. The ease of bringing both cameras into one shot through into one dashboard through StreamYard is is really what is motivating a lot of this. And it's amazing to see what people are doing with these features. And let me just show you here. So this is what it, it looks like. Very high quality video. This is StreamYard, folks. This She's not doing anything different than what I'm doing uh, or what you're probably doing. In all reality, when it comes to using the same platform, 
obviously she brings her TV production background so and her personality and it's a, it's a really good show but this is this is where things are going and TV people are becoming interested in what content's being created on StreamYard and they're also interested in using StreamYard for their own shows particularly during this time and here she is featured on the Today show so that's the Today show and that's StreamYard. Today show, StreamYard. Today show, StreamYard. <laughs> Not bad. So uh, she's she's come in front of the camera. She's doing her own cooking show, sharing her recipes and passions and humor. And like I said, doing multiple camera angles, bringing in the remote guests recently on the Today Show. And she had the viral video. So if you'd like to check out how a professional producer uses uh, StreamYard, you can you can check out her next show. It's called Mad in the Kitchen Live, and it's going to be with Chef Julie Little. It'll be live in Seattle. There'll be a house band and pizza and lots of surprises and things. It'll be December 5th, the Saturday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. So if you're looking to see how a professional show is done, this is an exciting opportunity because there's a lot going on in, in this broadcast. And I'm just excited to be able to share with you more of what people are doing, people who have high-profile production backgrounds, really at the highest level, and they have chosen to use StreamYard, which uh, I just find quite exciting. So if you're not yet using StreamYard, come on, you have no reason now not to use it. <laughs> it's LivestreamUniverse.com slash StreamYard, LivestreamUniverse.com slash StreamYard to get started. Try out all the... Uh, basic plan features, all the paid features, uh, and see what it's like putting on overlays and backgrounds and using your own branding, putting your own logo on, being able to multi-stream, all those different things are available. If you decide to go with a pro plan, you can save some money by using this link as well, livestreamuniverse.com slash StreamYard. This is StreamYard Connect, and we are here every Tuesday, uh, every Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, with, with social distancing, it's so easy to forget what day of the week it is because basically I do the same thing seven days a week. Uh, so, okay, it, the show is Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Let's move on to our next segment, and we are going to talk to Laura Davidson from Sure. She is the lead retail market development specialist. She's also a singer, songwriter, and guitarist. She was actually a background singer with Howard Jones, who was an 80s synth pop, maybe you would call it, a uh, musician. And she actually sang backup on, uh, on his tour. So she's got some uh, amazing credentials in the music industry, but she's uh, been a, a leading professional for sure in working with the podcast and the live streaming community and explaining how the products work, how you can get good audio. She's spoken at a lot of different conferences and she's been a guest on live stream deals before. Now I'm thrilled to welcome her when she's ready. I'm not seeing her video at the moment, but when she's ready, I uh, can't wait to welcome uh, Laura to the broadcast. Meanwhile, 
why don't I play a video quickly that she, this is the first time she tried StreamYard. Okay, she had never used StreamYard before and wanted to test one of her microphones out. And I took some clips from this and put it together. I was going to play it once she came on, but why not? While we have a minute, take a look at it now. Thanks for tuning in if you are here. I'm just messing around on here to check out this sound setup with my MV88 Plus and something called StreamYard. This is too cool if it is because I can bring other people into the broadcast and then we're just going to have endless amounts of fun. Does it sound all right, loud and clear? Because that's fun. Yes, excellent. This is too cool. I can invite people to come on here and I can have like a whole live cast party. So that was her first experience with StreamYard and, and she's gone on to become a fan of the platform as well as of her MV88 plus uh, mobile microphone generally used in a mobile context. It's a really good video kit for mobile video creators. Everything Sure makes is pretty high quality. I say that as somebody who's used a lot of their products, particularly my primary microphone that I use daily. Uh, I just want to check to see if everything's okay with Laura uh, and see if she's able to get back in. And meanwhile, let's check out the chat and see what's going on. Uh, a lot of familiar faces here. Uh, good to see Beauty Bubble. Uh, Yvonne Hanks is here. Uh, Ricardo's here. Daniel Glickman, of course, is here. Good to see you. Dexter Media. Dr. Juliet, nice to see you. Connect TV USA. Uh, Anita Sonia, good to see you. Uh, late there, isn't it? Uh, Russ Johns, good to see you. Nice to see you here. Uh, Cab Decay's channel is here. So great to see everybody. Thanks so much for coming out. Marco Novo is here. Excellent to see you as well. Joyce DeMonin, Tyler McLeod, Tristan, good to see you. Tyler, again, in the comments. You know, you comment a bunch of times. I might just mention your name as I'm scrolling through. Uh, Jada LaRue, uh, Scott Galler. Thank you all so much for being here. Uh, Diamond Dave is here. Is that uh, David Lee Roth? Maybe? I don't know. Diamond Dave. Uh, Dean Reynolds. Good to see you. It's been a while since we've chatted. We got to reconnect. Uh, Patricia. Good to see you. And uh, seeing a lot of Russ in the columns. I, am, I assume that's saying hi to Russ Johns, who must be uh, quite the popular guy. I know he live streams a lot. Uh, and so while we're waiting to see if Laura can get back in, uh, she says not allowing me to give camera access. Uh, is it your, is it your, let me see, is it your browser or StreamYard? So that's what happens sometimes you you can't get your camera because stream because it's blocked by chrome sometimes you have to change your settings and then you have to uh shut it down restart it sometimes you have to just shut down your computer and restart it uh it could be uh 
for some reason, like when I when I turned on my camera today, it wasn't picking up my camera through the ATEM Mini, so I had to basically unplug it and plug it back in again. <laughs> I learned that about 20 years ago from technical support. When something doesn't work, unplug it and plug it back in, turn it off and turn it back on. So um, I, I. meanwhile, let's chat amongst ourselves and hopefully uh, Laura will be able to get in. If you have any questions, I'll keep the Facebook chat open or we can do this radio style and I can put a a picture up in 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 your place and you can come on laura and we can just chat and tom Pittman says i adore sure microphones we've used them since the late 1970s for our band they sound great and they last forever now i get them for studio voiceovers always great quality that's amazing that's amazing uh beauty bubble says the atem will overheat and shut things down as well Perhaps I should unplug that at the end of going live. I, I tend to leave it plugged in because there's no on and off switch on it. And so whenever I jump in, here is Laura back. Let's get right to her. I uh, gave you a nice introduction before. I think everybody knows you from sure. It's great to see you. Laura Davidson, again, retail marketing specialist, the lead retail marketing specialist <laughs> for sure. Not just any retail marketing specialist. The lead. Singer, the lead. guitarist, and songwriter. You sang backup with Howard Jones? You did your homework, Ross. How, how did that happen? <laughs> how, how did you land that gig? Um, it, I actually landed that gig when I was working for a company called TC Helicon. Uh, I used to demonstrate harmonizers, vocal harmonizers, and Howard oh. has always been very cutting edge, and he wanted to take one vocalist out and have four vocalists for the price of one, uh, and so I, he got that. So I got to go out to Australia and Japan and all over the world and use a harmonizer and, and be a backup singer, and it was great. So when you what is a har harmonizer exactly? I mean, do you pre-record some of your parts or you no. sing and it just picks different different places? <laughs> it's, it's really it's really magic. Different octaves or something. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's cool. It works by plugging in a microphone directly to this box, typically uh, a like a foot pedal. Um, and then uh, I would plug in my guitar or a MIDI keyboard and it would read key and scale information from that. And then when you push the harmony button to turn the harmonies on, it's in perfect harmony based on what you're playing into it. So it's really, it was really fun. Um, that was a great gig. I love that. <laughs> so that's funny that you brought that up. But <laughs> and, and I only know one of his songs, which I actually think is a tremendous song, even though I don't normally listen to synth pop kind of music. Okay. Um, does he have a certain album or certain something I should check out yeah, beyond yeah. that song? How can I can? And were you ever actually recorded in? Did he have a concert album or anything where yeah, you were? He did this one. Um, this 25 anniversary concert at the o2 the indigo o2 in london and so oh, wow that, that is that, awesome it was fun yeah it was a great time wow yeah but yeah <laughs> living with album, the rock stars dream, dream into action is a great album to check out by wow. Howard Jones. but he's also released new music recently that is just blowing my mind and a new video that he did with his son ashin which he's a director it's incredible so Wow, blast from the past, right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the 1980s. Um, what what kind of music do you play as as far as uh, your your own 
your own content that you create. My, yeah, my music is kind of like um, Sarah McLaughlin, Sheryl Crow, Sarah Bareilles, singer-songwriter style mm -hmm. with piano, heavy piano influence. I got my stuff behind me. <laughs> but, right, right. Um, yeah. I'm blessed to work in an industry that encourages me to keep making music, even though I'm, you know, in market development, I still get to make a little music every day. People are saying that your volume's low. I'm hearing it fine. Can you, oh. can you bump the gain a little bit? I certainly can. We can do that in a number of different ways. I'm going to do it right here. I can also do it from in here, but I figure you yeah. being an audio pro, it'd be better <laughs> to let you do your own audio than me mess something up for yeah, you. Yeah, no, I'm actually going to open up the SurePlus Motive desktop app and adjust my gain right from there. Oh, because look I realized, at that. Yeah, that my, I'm in auto, so that's why. All right. Is that better, people on the interwebs? People on YouTube and Facebook, and <laughs> if anybody's also on Periscope. Can you uh, hear me now? So Dr. Juliet says it's loud on my end. Von Hanks says she sounds great. Fantastic. Charlie Matthews says she sounds great on my side. Uh, Sue Ann says she listened to Howard Jones in the day. So cool. He's still <laughs> producing. Yeah, he's rocking it, man. He's like, what, 60? Oh, I shouldn't tell him. I, I, won't, I won't reveal his age, but a Wikipedia search will show you that, I'm sure. But um, yeah. Still looks 25 on the album cover. He really does. He does. <laughs> how do, I, I how do rock singers do that? How do, how do they drugs. do that? No, he doesn't do any drugs. He's actually quite a purist. He would kill me for saying that. No, but, uh, he takes very good care of himself. He's a vegetarian. He might even be vegan. I can't remember if he took it that far. So, yeah, he's he takes good care of himself. That's what, the secret. What's in, But is there something about singers, right? Because you see, like, a lot of times you see a band, and they've been around for 30 years or whatever, and everybody else looks like, you know, a retired accountant. And the lead stinger looks like a 25-year-old, you know, in the prime. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that is so true. Why, why is that? Why I, is that? You look at I the picture know. 25 years ago, and they all look like, you know, raggedy kids running around, and they, <laughs> they all look yeah, like retired accountants. So right. But the lead singer still looks the same. That is, I can, I have thought that exact thing. Like when you watch documentaries and you see, like, like when Led Zeppelin got the heart played um, "Stairway to Heaven" for their like right. induction. I mean, they <laughs> Robert Plant looked great. I'm just gonna say that. Right. <laughs> You know, but yes, that's totally true. I don't know what it is. I mean, lead singers are charismatic. They right. naturally have that. I don't know. But some don't age as gracefully. Right, um, right. Steven Tyler. <laughs> you know, it's I was maybe. just thinking that example. <laughs> <laughs> Although I love him. I would still hang out with him in, in a New York minute. Wow. So what was it like traveling on a, on a tour with a, you know, major star? It was really fun. Uh, we did, I did Australia, Japan, England, and some U.S. stuff with him. And we were just a band of three, a merry band of three, and then the manager, David Stops. Wow. Uh, and it was just cool because we would have, we traveled by van. We didn't have to get into a big bus or, you know, we would take flights. When we were in Australia, we had to go across the country, which is huge, turns out. And that was just amazing. Um but yeah, you just kind of learn people's idiosyncrasies. I had a lot of free time to explore mm -hmm. where I was going, and it was just awesome. I love being a background singer. That was my favorite gig 
but um, when you have kids, it's kind of hard to go out on the road. Right, right. And, and on the, the one, the one song of his that I do know, I, if I remember correctly, there's quite a role for the background singers in that. Which could... one? Are you thinking "What Is Love" or? Uh... Oh, I do know that song, but I have well, no idea who did it. Of that song. Oh, okay. Uh, but he. Um... No one is to blame is one of my favorites. Yes, that's the only one that I can think of off the top of my head, I which never is sang a really great one. song. Oh, I you never, never did? That. No, he always performed that one solo when okay. we did this. So he would do a solo warm up set, and then we had our kind of like electronic set with mm -hmm. um, the third member is Robbie Bronneman, and he is Howard's producer and has been for quite some time and became his producer because he wrote Howard a letter when he was a kid and now has since been with him just forever. So. Yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool bunch. But we, yeah, I never got to sing on that one. That, um, that's amazing, though. This is so so much fun. Okay, let's get to <laughs> Sure because we love I'm Sure microphones. Okay, yeah. I'm wearing the shirt and the hoodie. Let's okay, talk about let's start. Let's start before we get to the MV7. Yes. Let's start with the SM7B. This guy. Yeah, which was a staple in in radio stations around the country, <laughs> but I think it's. It's gotten a whole new level of popularity in the last few years through video podcasts and podcasting and live streaming. It's Agreed. so it in talk about what makes this a special mic and why it it's taken off both in professional studios but also for people who are broadcasting from home or at events and yeah so forth. Yeah, so the, the SM7, the precursor to this, came out late 70s, early 80s. That's what Michael Jackson's Thriller was tracked with right. um, for his vocals. But the broadcast side of it really picked up when the, the mic first came out and when we introduced the, the B. Um, the thing mm -hmm. that differentiates this microphone from many others, number one, it's a dynamic mic. So typically in studio microphone applications, you, you would choose a condenser because you're in a more controlled environment. So you don't need to worry about all the extraneous sounds that could go into a more sensitive condenser. But this is a, a dynamic. So just like an SM57 or an SM58, which I usually have within arm's reach, but don't right now. Um, you know, it, it's designed to be a little bit more robust and take a little bit more sound into it before, you know, it distorts. So you can see, now that I've taken kind of the, the hat off here, you can see the <laughs> capsule. So the capsule's all the way back here. So that's why you get so much of that good, rich, detailed um of the voice, all the details, because it is so far, you're not going to have the plosives. You're not going to have what's called the proximity effect, where if I get up on my MV7, you hear that kind of buildup of, of bass <laughs> right, low right. end frequencies, which is not the best thing. Some people use the proximity effect to their advantage, but because this has that sweet spot where you can get the proximity effect in a good way and capture that deeper, warmer sound of the voice, that's why this has become the kind of choice of broadcasters everywhere. Uh, mine is not plugged in at the moment, just in case people are like, right, right. how is she doing that right now? Uh, it's just over on the boom arm today, hanging out. Um, it also has a humbucker coil pickup in it, um, and it can also kind of reject uh, any of the RF interference noise, the mechanical noise hums that are prevalent in studios, especially when the mic was designed. But now it's just become the kind of industry standard because it sounds like butter, you know, it sounds awesome right. on, on almost any voice. Uh, so yeah, it's becoming the king of, uh, of podcast mics. And if you didn't know, you can select some of these 
um, EQ curves on the back, the frequency response. Ah! Right, right. Which we have implemented into the MV7, which could be a nice little segue, unless you wanted to say anything else about the, the SM7B. No, I, I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful microphone, and I've, I've enjoyed using it a lot. And I, I don't use any processing other than uh, a low-cut filter. Nice. And that's that's it. And it's it's always really served me well. That said, <laughs> it's exciting to have a digital mic that you can actually use <laughs> compression and EQ right on your computer. Yes. And you can change the settings depending on whether you're near or far from your mic. Yes. Which is particularly exciting because so many people take their mic and they push it away from them when they're on camera. Mm -hmm. And if you're using a dynamic mic, you're not going. It's not going to get any of the richness in your voice. If you're using a condenser mic, it it's going to pick up the traffic from uh, forty floors down. <laughs> so tell tell us about this mic and how how you made a a USB mic. How you guys made a USB mic. That's also an XLR mic that can be yeah. plugged into a mixer, but how you made a mic that sort of is is in the same same kind of style as as the legendary SM7B. Yeah, we we've been thinking about this one for a while. Uh, a lot of people wanted to have that flexibility of XLR and USB, and both of those outputs are active at any given time. So. I like that because if I wanted to do kind of like a redundancy thing, or if I wanted to bring a guest on through the USB side of it, I can track the audio separately, which is really cool. Um, but having that XLR option is just nice. If you're already established, if you already have an interface, you don't want to deal with USB, um, you're good to go. But if you're just starting, you want to be able to go into your phone, your laptop, your computer, you don't want to buy an interface. That's why it's cool to have both of those options. So it is right on the back, which I can't show you right now because I'm plugged in. Um, but I do have it. Um, I do have the the box here. Uh, so it comes in silver and black too. Just side note, I've got silver here and this is the black. Uh, so we wanted to give people that flexibility. So if you are just starting out, it's a great way to just dive right in and have great quality sound. Plus it has a headphone out on the back, which is actually how I'm monitoring right now. So I've got some of our SE215 earbuds in earphones and I'm just listening in real time. So it's not the same as the SM7B. It's not the same mm -hmm. mic, completely different design and capsule, but it does give you a lot of the things that people like about an SM7B uh, in just a different form factor and with mm -hmm. some different options. You can throw it in a boom arm like this just by flipping it around. It flips right over the front of the mic um, or you can have it on your desktop like I have it here. You said that it can be near or far, which is great if you're not an audio engineer. It's, right. It has auto mode, which allows you to just set it and forget it, and it will adjust your gain if you're one of these people who is all over the place. Like It's going to stay with you, <laughs> which I really love about it. Um, and you can control it with the USB either from the app or do some control right on the mic itself, which if I tilt this down. No, oh, I can't tilt it because it's still attached. There's a little LED screen. So you can right. control your gain, your headphone level, things like that. So um, you can mute it right from the microphone itself as well. Um, but the app is what's really been killer about it. The Sure Plus Motive desktop app. It's a mouthful, but that's what it right. is. Now, is that the same app that you would use for the MV88? It's Well, it's actually different, but okay. you can use the MV88 Plus in the desktop app. 
So I keep calling it desktop app for a reason because before the motive app, which you're referencing, you had to control it um, via the device. So you had to plug it into a phone, right? Which I'm gonna show you right here. Uh, and now you can control it on your computer. So uh, I love that. If, if you, can I share my screen so I can show you that? Uh, yeah, you can. Uh, like, there's a screen share at the, at the <laughs> Do you bottom. trust me? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you, you can click screen, sh screen share at the bottom. Okay. And then you, you can this. bring it up. It gives so, me these tips. That's did so you, funny. Did you see the video that I was playing before of you? I or did. When you are trying to get back in? Okay. So were you using desktop or were you using mobile? Because it looked like you were kind of in a desktop setup, I would when guess. When I did the StreamYard test? Yeah. That was, yeah, that's my other setup over here. And that was with my NV88+. Plus. So that okay. was going directly into my computer, but I had set up the 88+, Plus on my phone. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah. Sounded good. Sounded oh, good. Oh, cool. Thanks. <laughs> Chrome has lost permission to capture your screen. Well, that's unfortunate. There are like gremlins in my machine. I tell you what, Ross. All right. Well, forget that. We just, we don't have Jada do says, Laura's sound is just smoother. Like you're listening to someone in the room or on the phone. You can tell Ross sounds like he's on a mic used in radio. <laughs> yes. Well, it was a mic that I used in radio. I, it I, is, yeah. It, you kind of get used to uh, that. It, it, there's diff there's definitely differences between podcasting and live streaming and radio and in what you want in your audio, which raises an interesting question. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people do. Like I say, I'm not using any processing or anything to boost my voice or change it. Mm -hmm. um, this is just how I sound out of the box. But is there, <laughs> is there, some people are going a long way to try and get a radio sound, right? Yeah. They're using a lot of effects and things. Mm -hmm. Why is it that radio has one kind of sound, but when we're podcasting, we tend to go for a more natural sound? Well, I mean, radio tends to be more compressed, especially mm -hmm. these days, just because they're trying to squash so much different stuff into that signal to be, you know as powerful as it can be, but I don't know why. I, I think it's funny because when I listen to things like NPR, they've been doing podcasting for like a hundred years. I mean, if you think right. about it, NPR is, is one big podcast, but you're right. It sounds different. And I think with podcasting, you want to capture some of that ambiance and, and give it that kind of gritty vibe that lets people know that you're doing it on your own, you know, right, and, and right. It, it lends to the feel. Um, something that with the MV7, because I'm not really, because we were having all these technical challenges right, earlier, right. I couldn't really get it where it would normally be, and this is where it would normally be. So, Jada, do I sound as good as Ross now? Because now I'm up on that mic. <laughs> I, I think I she was like saying, radio? saying you sound better than I do. Which no. Is, I think that was, was the point of it. Oh, you well, sound I mean, smooth I mean, like you're right in the room. Oh, so. okay. Well, so the, one of the benefits, though, of this mic is that it's meant to be used in a less than perfect acoustic environment, which we are mm -hmm. all dealing with every day, right, right now. Um, because it is a dynamic environment, uh, Condensers are much more sensitive, uh, just inherently in how they're designed. So the dy dynamic blocks out more of the reverberation of the room. Um, so that's the reason why this is a, a dynamic mic and why the SM7B does so well with that. But yeah, you can really play around with it and get it to be yeah. that much nicer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I think this is also one of the best mics for being in a 
non-treated for sound environment, right? 100%. You see, which is why so many radio stations use it because in talk shows, there's multiple people in the room and you're going through papers and you're on mm -hmm. your computer and all. And if you had really sensitive mics, it would just be so much bleed through and it'd be uncomfortable to, to listen to. <laughs> Indeed um, it would. It's just, you know, even a, even a treated studio, in if you have a lot of people in there or you have a lot going on in there, is not the same as being in, you know, a vocal booth where you're recording voiceovers or singing or something like that. So it, it's interesting how um, different mics are used in different situations. I think the mic that you're talking about is, is the MV7 is a great option for people who are intimidated by audio interfaces and yes. mixers or they just want to have a clean desk. Because now you don't have to trade down on sound. You don't, what I'm no. noticing about it is you don't get that same sort of, I don't know if I'd call it a little bit of an electrified sound or a little <laughs> bit of a <laughs> processed. processed maybe, but there's a huh. certain sound that even the best USB mics tend to have that yes. I haven't heard yet. Now I'm sure if you cranked up the processing on that, but that would be an individual choice. But right. out of the box, it sounds it sounds so much smoother than the other USB mics, at least dynamic ones. I've not tried yeah. most of the condenser ones. Yeah, and I mean, USBs tend to be di uh, condensers as well, which is great, except when you want to use it in the environments we're stuck in, and right, right. Uh, then you're picking up the dog and the HVAC and the kids and all the things. So this is this has been a really great option <laughs> for me and a number of people <laughs> definitely jada larue says oh she sounds even smoother <laughs> go ahead girl someone <laughs> got the sexy voice ready <laughs> high fives what you talking about <laughs> <laughs> yes so I, I i do like that you can play with this mic it's not just for podcasting it's for recording music it's for streaming if you're a gamer right. if you're doing twitch music this thing rocks for that so you know, anybody that wants to use it can use it in a number of different ways. If you don't want it to be in your shot, put it in far mode like I have it, and then right. you can be this far off. But if you do want to get up and close and personal and not hear any of the room around you, just get closer to the mic. So if we're having a conversation that's just between us yes, and nobody else is allowed right. to listen in. Yes. Except for millions on the internet. Yes. We would get close like this. Get and close. Just keep the level down and just be very patient and <laughs> quiet and calm and right. everything's going to be okay. Right. <laughs> All is calm. All is calm. Yes. Exactly. So, so now yeah. if you use that with uh, an XLR connection, mm -hmm. um, are there any anything you need to do differently being it that it's a combo mic yes, or is it don't expect it to light up that's the mm -hmm. funniest thing is like you get it out of the box you plug in an xlr you're like why aren't the lights working well because it's just like an sm58 or it's an analog an microphone SM7B. It's, the digital it's a, circuits are all is, off right it is so <laughs> if you want to control the eq and the parameters and the dsp use it via usb and then when you want to use it with your interface, you plug it in XLR. It doesn't need phantom power. Just plug it in. Uh, and then you're going to do all the driving from the interface. So your gain structure, right. all of that, all of your compression and levels. And, you know, that happens 
elsewhere. on the other side. <laughs> yeah. But some people are like, it's broken. And it's like, right, right. no, it's just, it's a microphone. <laughs> so you just plug it in. But yeah, if you want to control it and have all the lights and all the fun stuff, then do use it via USB. Let's say you have both options. Which mm-hmm. way is it likely to sound better out of the box? Honestly, it's it's pretty close. Like we've mm-hmm. we've set it up both ways. Um, I I think it just depends on what you're plugging it into via XLR. Uh, you're going to be able to maximize the sound if you use it via XLR because you'll be able to put it into the preamp that you want to use right. um, and add all those fun compression EQ parameters that you want to do that you've known mm-hmm. to love, you know, um, that you know how to use. But if you don't know what you're doing, it sounds great. I mean, that's that awesome. Bad. If you don't know what you're doing, plug it in USB and let it do the thinking for you because it sounds Just put it on auto mode and go. Incredible. Yes. Now, <laughs> when you use this this mic, if you're using a consumer interface, a lot of times you need something to boost the gain a little bit because yep. it's so good, like a like a cloud lift or fed head, mm-hmm. something like that. Do you need that for the MV7 or it can negative? Right. No, right. it does not need any sort of inline signal gain booster. So you just plug it in, adjust your gain level, and, and it's going to work just fine for you without that. Right, right. So with the holiday season coming up, what are some other products that Sure has that uh, either are on sale or you just say yeah. you need as part of your, your kit? Okay. Um, show, us, show us some of your toys. <laughs> Let me show you something. Yeah, uh, so this is, this is the MV88 Plus. It is not wireless. It, it does require a cable. A lot of people are like, oh, cool, it's wireless. No, it's not. Um, but this is a stereo condenser mic. So if I take off the windscreen, you can see it's got one side there, the front and the other side there, right, right. marked with the left and right. And this one is great for a number of different applications because using the Motive app that you were asking about before, Ross, you can control the polar pattern of the mic. So I can change from stereo where it's wide open, picking up a beautiful stereo image to monocardioid, which is great for podcasting. Um, or, you know, if you're doing a vlog, you can hold it just right in front of you. It only picks up what's coming in directly to the front of the mic, rejects what's coming in the back. Uh, and you can put it in mono bidirectional mode, which turns off, it's a mouthful, but it turns off the front <laughs> and lets you be on one side and your other source on the other. So, you know, when we get to interviewing people again um, at Podcast Movement, for example, mm-hmm. it's set this on the desk and capture a great interview on the fly. Plugs into your Android, select Android and iOS devices um, and has a headphone out on the back to make sure everything's sounding great as it's going in. And it's on our holiday promotion right now. Normally it's two forty nine. It's two nineteen. So shore.com MV eighty eight plus. Cool. Right Check there. that out. Yep. Nice. Um, what else? Oh yeah. This is our our latest and greatest. Oh, and I have it right here too. <laughs> I have like a bag of tricks <laughs> within reach at any given moment. The MV five C. So this is a condenser mic, and it is made for. Um, conference calls this one specifically Mm. so if any of you are like me and and have a job but also like to have a good sounding microphone for your conference calls this is great and there's another version called the mv5 which is for more for music and content creation because it plugs into mobile devices this one plugs right into your computer and is plug and play but if you're doing zoom calls or any sort of conferencing like this is a great option and it is also part of the holiday promotion as well um oh (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) Sorry. And this one is the MVI, which is a single channel interface. So if you're kind of in between the the USB and the wanting to go to an interface, but don't want your desk cluttered up, this is just a single channel interface. So if you already have a mic condenser or otherwise, because this will provide phantom power, you just plug it right in here and then plug into your devices and you can monitor with that headphone out and control the parameters of it right from the front of the device or from your phone using that mode of app. So this one's kind of my, my that's a, it's also that's a nice one because I, I I use it as my backup whenever my interface isn't ready or I need to go on the road or whatever. Yeah. Because I can plug this mic into it and almost every other sort of backup interface that I would have gotten would need a cloud lifter or something. Mm-hmm. And then it's like three extra wires to plug. Like, but if I'm really yeah. gonna go and like the interface isn't being picked up by the computer. Yeah. Boom, I plug this mic in and it's got more than enough gain. It's very powerful yeah, for this, uh, it does. The MVI small, does. And it's built amazingly. I mean, it's like yeah, really is, solid. It's metal. It's not plastic. It's like a little weapon. Um but but yeah, you can engage a 20 dB boost, which is how you can power that SM7B. So if people are trying to do that. Um, right. It's in the mode of app. There's a little plus 20 dB, and you just engage that. Oh, wow. and, I don't and think I ever engaged it. I think. Oh it just... my goodness! Well, Ross, you you can have even more headroom. <laughs> so there you go. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, the MVI is also part of the holiday promo, and it's it sounds fantastic. It's yeah, great. It's good. good tool. Good tool to have in the toolbox. So, what mic is your favorite for when you're doing talk? Oh, um, I am really loving the MV7. Uh, wow. I know, I know. Just because I love how versatile it is and how I can dial it in a little bit easier without having to to plug things in. But I mean, when it's like, when I don't want to mess around and I know I want the best, like, you know. Right. (laughs) I love it. Now, you guys also have some higher end condenser mics that we do. Many people might not be familiar with. But when I was at the show at NAB New York a couple years ago, I think it is now. I yeah. tried one of them, and again, I've other than the MV88, I, I almost never used a condenser mic because none of the radio stations I worked for had them, and yeah. I just figured they were for music only, basically. Oh, okay. And it, but anyway, it was like the best sounding mic for me that I've ever tried, and it was, yes. it was more expensive than that mic, but it, it was. Uh, I don't know what mic that is, and I don't know that it would be right for the environment that I'm in, but someday in a but studio. Someday. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have. Hold on a second. Don't go anywhere. Okay. <laughs> because we can. Yes. This is, this is what happens when you work for sure. You just have like gear for days just hanging so you out. have your your padding there right your sound so this is blues. my reflection filter okay and this is the ksm 32 which i'm not sure which one you tried but mine was is... silver and looked like a front address microphone i think but it was a condenser i want look like a ha- it was almost like a handheld design i think oh was it the ksm 8 probably Maybe. that one's not a condenser but it's killer and sounds great on on voice. It's like um, in the six to eight hundred dollar range. No, that's actually the KSM eight is less less than that. But I wonder oh. what you were trying. I don't know. Oh, we'll never know. One day, one day Someday. we'll find it. 
Yeah. If we <laughs> ever, if you ever are allowed to set up a booth again, <laughs> then come try it out. Yeah. Right, I mean, right. we make everything from handheld dynamic microphones to side address condensers to ribbon microphones, which mm-hmm. doesn't work for my voice necessarily, but we make some two beautiful ribbon mics that wow. sound fantastic. Um, and, and you use that one for for recording voice or for one, music yes. or yes, yes, and yes, yes and yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you get a good quality condenser mic, you can use it on on just about anything. Right. Um, these we recommend for uh, overheads on drums, um, mm-hmm. strings, vocals, acoustic guitar. I just tracked acoustic guitar on it the other day. I love this mic. Um, right. And this one, just on the back, it, it has some of the, the roll-off patterns like the SM7B. Um, oh, yeah. Tom, you have the Super 55. It is gorgeous, and it sounds delightful. That's the one that looks like the classic microphone. The with Elvis the tilt. mic. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, where'd mine go? Yes. <laughs> I don't have all my toys. Oh, man. I, I want to come over and play. This know, is awesome. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I have so many things within reach, but I don't know where that one is. That's fine. <laughs> oh, here it is. Ugh. Yeah. That is one. so cool. And that comes this in is, gray, too, right? Yeah. This one was actually limited edition. Oh, okay. So you can't get this one anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, you can see on my wall, I've got the vintage Shure ad. Mm-hmm. And that was the first Unidyne mic. Just some some fun trivia. Sure has been around since 1925. For those of you who did not know, was that about Elvis us. actually using a Sure, or was he just using yeah, a mic that looked? He was. Oh, yeah. really? I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this mic is still used today. This this reissue has our Beta 58 capsule in it. So this is a super mm-hmm. cardioid dynamic microphone. Sounds fantastic, and has the same capsule as. I don't have it. Is it? Wow. As this. What else is she going to pull out from that drawer? Uh, <laughs> as this. So this is inside of That's here. the Beta 58. Yep. What's the difference between the Beta 58 and the SM58? Uh, the polar pattern and the frequency curve. But this, our frequency response. That, that's super cardioid then, This right? is super cardioid, which essentially means it's a tighter polar pattern. So it's going to be even more... Um, rejection so if you go off axis off to the side it's not going to pick you up and is, that's is that good. for like on stage more yeah, because for interviewing with a handheld you wouldn't want a super cardioid unless you're interviewing people like with super mic technique i was gonna say <laughs> unless people know what they're doing no i mean it'll still pick them up it's just mm-hmm. this is meant to help prevent other stuff going into the mic that you don't want to right, go into the right. mic. That's the advantage of, of a super cardioid or a cardioid in general, because it is going to reject what's coming in the rear of the mic. So yeah, for interviewing, probably not the best unless they know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> when you sing live on stage, then obviously reject noise rejection is a big part of it. So you're using yeah. a different mic probably than what you would use in a studio. Yes. Absolutely. What, so what would you use, like, if you were Howard called and said, we, we, I need you to play. I'm in town. Well, My backup singer is sick, and I need you on stage tomorrow. Oh, I've got, I've got that. Oh, my God, that's a tank mess. Hold on. <laughs> this is so bad. Oh, my God. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully all the right people are watching this, but I'll be yeah, do, no, okay. do you have a time you have to go? Because I, I nope. could literally ask you questions. 
about nope. this for another Let's three talk. Hours. Let's talk all day. I got nothing. Uh, kids are distance learning today, so they're out, you know, watching TV and on their iPads. Um, no, this is uh, what I've been wearing for my live shows, and it's hilarious because I've never worn a head worn before, but I'm kind of like obsessed now, which you could focus oh, wow. in. This is called the Duraplex. Duraplex. Yeah, and it's called Duraplex because you can essentially like be in a hurricane and it will still work. It's got wow. uh, extreme water resistance, extreme dust resistance. So like for Broadway, for people who are on stage. Oh, I love that mic for stage work. I don't know which mic that was, Dimebag. Uh, <laughs> Mics are us, Chris. Yes, it is Mics are us. This is my job. So market development basically means I, I go out and I teach people about the brand and the products, hence mm-hmm. me having <laughs> Mike's R Us in my <laughs> office. But yeah, so I use this um, and it sounds phenomenal. But my favorite mic, uh, like a handheld mic, is something called the SM86. And it is a handheld condenser mic and it sounds incredible. The SM86. Mm-hmm. Could that be one that I tried or you guys don't put that out at shows? No, we would have. It's not silver. Oh, you know, you probably tried the KSM, the KS, ugh, KSM nine. KSM nine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's on my wish list. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah. Oh man. So okay, when so you were when you were on tour back in the day, which which mic did you use as as your on stage mic? Um, I was using a Beta fifty eight at that point. Yeah, that was my mic of choice. Because when you're doing stuff with the harmonizers, you want it to be very focused on the tone, only the tone that's coming in. Because if it picks up extraneous stage noise, um, which at that point we were not using in-ears, and there was a lot of extraneous stage noise, right. um, it would get in and, and trigger the harmonies, which would sound weird. So, wow. yeah. That's very cool. That's really exciting. Um, are those, those the Duraplex, is that what mm-hmm. you called it? Duraplex, yeah. Is, is that new or have those yeah, been around for new. a long time? Well, I mean, it's not our first head-worn lavalier mic. These have been around for quite a while, but Duraplex we just launched. So this is our latest and greatest. The technology seems to be improving on those a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe how good some of them sound. I mean, they sound as good as any other microphone. And my first thought is, uh, how are you going to get a good sound out of that little? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so teeny. I, I, can you see? yeah there we go let's see how small that is and then the mic itself so those are those are like good for tv they're good for any kind of application yeah, yeah but since i do live looping um mm-hmm. when i perform this has been a game changer because i was beholden to staying here and you know playing my guitar and trying to loop all these sources and and look down at my feet and see it and now i just put this on Right. And I'm free and I can look wherever I want and the mic stays with me, which Phenomenal. is good until you have to burp. But other than that, it's been fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but girls never burp, right? So right. Never, <laughs> never, never. Never happens. It's never happened. <laughs> never, never, ever. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I'm using now. And so if Howard called, that's probably what I would use on tour. And I use it with um, our SLXD wireless, which is our latest wireless system. Which wow. is over there. Okay. <laughs> so you mentioned it. What do we need to know about wireless? If we're oh. doing live streaming and we want to have a wireless setup, wireless are there options a... that are realistic for 
a solo creator or a small team to set up and go on their own. 100%. Yeah. Um, Dang, I just kicked that bag across the room. More toys. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. More toys. No, we make a a wide variety of wireless options, and and there's everything from entry level up to professional level, cannot fail, Super Bowl broadcast quality wireless systems. And, um, you know, so... It depends on your level of knowledge. It depends on where you're going to be using it. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be using it in your home and you're not going anywhere and there's no other concern for other wireless stuff in the region that's going to interfere with it, mm-hmm. then you can go with something simple. Like um, we make something called GLXD and that work- operates on um, the 2.4 gigahertz frequency range as opposed to the wireless which operate in the like 600 megahertz is, right right well that's what went away but um <laughs> it depends on what your region is so if you're buying right. it let's say you go to shore.com and you want to check out wireless you do have to put in your zip code to figure out which frequency band is going to be mm-hmm. best for you because otherwise you're going to interfere with local tv stations and frequencies and emergency broadcasters and then mm. you'll have dropouts that's the only occurrence that's so, so there's the, there's complications with it it's not it gets complicated. it shouldn't be your first thing you're probably better off plugging a sm58 when you're yeah. on the road or something like that into an interface and yeah. connecting it to a computer or phone or something right i mean wireless <laughs> becomes very beneficial and almost necessary if you're doing something like what you were showing before the woman who's doing the cooking you right, know like right. if you're gonna be like moving around a kitchen she really can't have wires there no she can't that, that have wires. could be dangerous not recommended <laughs> unless unless there's like somebody you know a boom operator who's, right, who's tracking her with a shotgun mic <laughs> um but uh that's when it becomes key if you're doing something that's really dynamic and you're all over the place go wireless and there's ways to do right. it that is not that are not intimidating. I'm making it sound really scary, but it's it's not. Um, but it's just, you have to think about a few more things. And I think people think wireless, there's no wires. Well, no, you still have to plug the transmitter and the receiver, you know, like that receiver still has to get plugged into a mixer, uh, an interface or, you know, whatever you're going to. So um, there's it's just more different parts. things, more <laughs> parts, more things to consider. But our, if you are in one place all the time, it's a fantastic option if you need that flexibility to move all over the place right right well thank you so much this has been a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome thanks for bearing with me when my computer no thanks for bearing with me uh, in this setup i didn't realize i had you muted and (laughs) i'm telling the audio specialist oh you got to check your interface did you set your 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 in and your out (laughs) and i'm I'm trying not to i tried to respect (laughs) she works for sure at the same time i'm like I can't figure out what it could be. I did everything. <laughs> but what happens is I come into StreamYard and I leave it open as I'm adding different elements to the show. And of oh. course, I might be talking. I might be on the phone or whatever. So I mute, I started muting it just in case. Oh, no. And, you know, you hit the wrong button or something. So yeah. You could so hear me. I couldn't hear you. I was like, I can't. I can't. Yeah, what so that's happening? something I got to add to the checklist to uh, unmute myself. I've done that twice yes. now. Yes. Well, and but at least I did it before we good. we went live. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. That well, was, this, this has, has been, been so great. so much fun. Um, I think all these mics are awesome. I, I, I love yeah. what Shure's doing. I, the the MV7 
is just so cool. It's just so cool <laughs> to have a USB mic that, yeah. you know, is a broadcast studio style microphone that can do so much and it comes with the processing. You don't even have to figure it out if you want to add some some changes to it. Put this on your wish list, peoples, and get it from Shore.com, okay? Because it's there. It's there for you right now. Black or silver. Yes. Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you so much, Laura. Great talking Thank to you. Thank you, Ross. You too. So that's Laura Davidson from Shore. What a fun conversation that was. Uh, always great to talk to her and so much fun checking out all those different microphones. Let's get to the remix quickly. Last week we had we have on we had social media person on we had louise mcdonald and her fantastic new planner that's coming out and we talked about the fact that she uses a term called remarketing uh where other people often say retargeting and so i asked her what she meant by remarketing was it the same thing and this is how it went. You like the phrase remarketing, right? <laughs> Sounds a little friendlier. The remarketing is is that you're populating those people into a different audience, and you and you're going to run, you're going to you're going to serve that audience with different content. You're bringing them further into your funnel. So uh, because the more you can get somebody to, to to engage with you, the more likely they they are to 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 do business with you. So um, Facebook and Instagram in particular offer some really powerful remarketing tools. For smaller businesses so like you can remarket to people who've been on your website you can remarket to people who watch your video content you can remarket to people who've engaged with your ads on facebook or instagram um you can remarket to people who are all who are already on your list you know so um you know especially if you're selling a service you know the last thing you want to be doing is serving um you know ads trying to sell something to a cold audience because you'll just you'll waste a lot of your money if you do that and that is the great Louise McDonald. Of course, you can check that out. The full episode is on our Facebook page, the StreamYard Facebook page and the StreamYard YouTube channel. So you can watch the whole episode. She's fantastic. Shared so many tips for 2021 for optimizing your social media and getting your, your plans and your strategies together. Um, of course, we have other shows on StreamYard. Tomorrow it'll be... Uh, Dana Bentz and Kelsey Bentz with StreamYard Spotlight, 8 p.m. Eastern on the StreamYard Facebook page. Sunday night, of course, is the Town Hall every week at 9 p.m. Eastern. Gage and Dan, the co-founders, take your questions, share new features, and talk to you about what's going on with StreamYard. Tuesday mornings, it's Daniel Glickman and StreamYard Tech Talk. That's Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern. And then Tuesday night, Dana goes live on her YouTube channel with Two Cents with Benz. And that's Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, you want to come back next week, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Wednesday for StreamYard Connect. Our guest is going to be Mitch Jackson. He's a trial attorney, and he's going to share tips for communicating, whether you're a live streamer, a podcaster, or you just want to up your communication game uh, as you do business, maybe sales, maybe in reaching out to new people. He's going to share his tips from a life of 
being a trial lawyer and how he uses those same communication tips in everyday life and on camera when he's live streaming. So uh, excited to have Mitch on next week. Don't forget to check out all of our shows. Check out the StreamYard group, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks again to our guest, Laura Davidson of Sure, and thanks to you for being here and a great conversation. Have a great day, everybody.